Hey guys, Dan and Cannon here. Cannon, you like free stuff? Dan, you know I love free stuff, man. Let me tell you about the free stuff that I found today. Where'd you find that at? I found that in the description below in the link. I found an entire list of free events put on by experts, Dana Seal, that we all go to for free. Get out of here. For real. For free. Go hit the link, guys. Get something for free. Welcome to My Fence Life's bonus podcast series, Ask Me About My Day. Dan and Cannon share their phone conversations with each other and conversations with industry leaders and fencers to find out about their day. There's no telling what you'll hear them talking about. And if you'd like to be a guest, a sponsor, or do a recorded call, go to MyFenceLife.com and fill out the form at the bottom of the page. Today's podcast is sponsored by Expert Stain and Seal, the only odor-free, self-leveling, no-back-brushing stain and seal on the market. RealGoodStain.com Hello. Hey, Dan. What's up, man? What's happening, Benjaminator? Fence King. Yeah, I saw Huh? I just thought I'd give you a call, man. Listen to the show last week. Great show. You yeah, never miss a show. Yeah, it was it was good, man. I think we had a good time. Uh, you know, when you call me, um, Obi Wan Kenobi pulls up on my phone. <laughs> <laughs> Old Ben Kenobi. Yeah, Obi Wan, the Obi Wan Kenobi of marketing. So what's up, bro? What you got on your mind? Oh, uh, not much, man. I was just. Uh, going through some things this week, and I, when I was listening to your call at you know y'all's show, it actually you you spoke about the Google business listing, and I just want to touch base with you on it, man. To make sure you're all squared away, you know that's one of the things we were you know helping you with and watching for you, and and want to make sure that everything's squared away. I know you, we made some changes a couple of weeks back on your your hours, and I heard you mention that you you made some changes to your hours again, and you got a kind of a delay getting your your missed call report. Yeah, well, you know, one thing about that, I had somebody ask me about that since the show. And he's like, I don't get those. I'm like, well, you got to have it turned on. And he's like, oh. Yeah. yeah. So, and that's a good thing to know, man. I mean, it keeps track of, you get a call report. So I can go back and yeah. tell you how many calls I got a day. And if any were missed. We're not getting any missed calls now, but. Anyway, so yeah, school me on this Google listing, man. Uh, I'm, uh, yeah, man. So, I'm, I know a little bit about it, but not as much as you. Yeah, well, you know, the thing about it is when you make changes to it, a lot of people don't realize they think if I'm, they make a change to it, it's instantaneous, but it's really not, man. And a lot of things have to go in place after the change happens. And it can take, you know, there's some delay time there that can, before the changes go into effect. And, uh, so you have to kind of be careful with, you know, what you're tinkering around with and uh, just know that if you do make a change, it, it can it can affect your listing, you know? Yeah, I mean, um, I, I know for a fact Google listings can be fragile because I know people who have had issues with them, personal friends of mine with their fence companies, and they're, they're, they're fragile, man. It's almost like, you know, once it's up and running, you don't want to mess with it, you know? Um I will tell you this, what happened to me last night, a matter of fact, Dylan did not like the photo that we had that was our cover photo, so he wanted me to change it. I changed it, 
And I got a thing saying it was pending, pending being looked at or whatever. Yeah. So, I mean, even that is something they review. Yes. Yes. You know? So we we always recommend that you you know you you work your Google business listing like you know if you don't if some people don't even know that there's a posting area where you can actually post to your Google business listing. So we recommend that you post there just like you would on Facebook. But there are different rules. A lot of people don't realize when, for instance, when you do a post on your Google business listing, you can't put your phone number within the content that you write for that post. So there's different rules, of course. You go from one social media platform to another, right? There's different rules. And with Google business listing, it's no different. The only difference is that, you know, if you run into issues with Facebook or or Twitter or, or you know, some of the other, these other platforms, there's generally pretty responsive, uh, a pretty responsive support that backs those up. That's one thing that Google has not figured out yet. Uh, matter of fact, the Google business listing is, to my knowledge, one of the only Google products that does not have a support staff. Huh. So basically, it's whoever can answer these calls and so it gives you absolutely no um, no direct contact. So you don't have a direct contact for someone with Google business profile support. Um, you basically have to submit to their uh, their help support their documents, you know, look through their documents. And then, you know, if you do happen to get suspended, you can. You can you bet your money that it's going to be a little bit before you get back back up and running. So when you get suspended, there can be some delays. Well, and then and then that affects everything, you know. Um, so I remember when I did mine, I created my Google uh, listing, and I had to wait for a postcard. It took seven to ten days. I don't know. Felt like forever, man. Finally, get my card and. Then I had to put a number in. Then I had to wait for them to verify me. It was a couple of weeks before I had it up and running. Yeah. And then I had to do it again when I hired you because we changed everything. Mm-hmm. We did some moving around, right. change of address. <clears throat> so, um, yeah, man. And then, you know, I got a I got a friend of mine that he put his code in and he was uh, denied right off the bat unverified or whatever it's called. Yeah. So there's been a problem lately with, with immediate suspensions and it's a glitch in the system they say, but the problem is, you know, getting someone to help you get it fixed. So here we are, you know, these business listings, they, uh, business owners depend on these things, man. And the reason why is because everybody's got a phone in their hand and everybody's texting fence company near me or, fence company and Google's automatically, you know, appending the location of that person and trying to send them a fence company that's close to them in proximity. And by doing that, the first thing that pops up on the Google search, that's the reason why you usually see, maybe sometimes you might see a couple of ads, but then the next thing you see is Google maps. And that to get in that, what we call the map pack, which is the top three, it takes some work and it takes some work on your Google business listing. And a lot of businesses, once they get there, they really depend on that for calls, 
for, you know, lead contacts, for uh, driving traffic back to your website. So it's, it's, it's vital. But unfortunately, lately, there's been a problem with people when they put their postcard in on occasion, they put their postcard in and immediately get suspended. Um, and it's not something that Google's got figured out yet. Well, man, I can tell you, um, you know, Ron, my uh, business consultant, he has me logging every single phone call. Wow. Every phone call that comes in, we put the customer's name, address, zip code. He's even got me breaking it down to what part of Mandeville the call's coming from. Wow, that's cool. Okay. We do the zip code. We put whether we answered the call or if it was a uh, a um, overflow receptionist call. Mm-hmm. Okay. Then we put whether we scheduled them for an appointment while we were on the phone with them or where they fell within um, where they fell within my uh, um, workflow on Job Nimbus. Right. So uh, we noticed, I'm not going to say what city, but I called you on se- right at the beginning of September, September and said, hey, I want to play some ads in this one city because I want to I want to I want to see something. We're going to do a test. And man, I tell you what, the leads for that city, we were talking about this the other day. Yeah. The leads for that city have doubled. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Doubled, man. So um, it just goes to show you by running an ad, it really makes a difference. And we're only halfway through the month and we've already doubled September. Now, well, I don't know if I can say that, man, because we did it and I was watching my Google ads mm-hmm. and it took about two weeks. Yeah. Was it two weeks? No, it, it, no, it took about 10 days. Yeah. It took about 10 days before I started getting any type of metrics out of that ad before Google even started registering it. So think about this. If I run an ad and it takes that long for Google to get its shit together and be like, okay, this is where this ad is going to fall and we're going to start tracking it. Imagine what happens when you launch a new website. Google's probably like that little emoji with his brain blowing up, you know? <laughs> yeah, it definitely takes time. Uh, you know, SEO, organic SEO takes time. Any expert out there that is in this field, you know, in our, oper- in our you know, experience, and I mean, I've been doing this for 15 years, and, you know, and it, we, there's always been challenges when it comes to SEO and organic. But in, you know, in my experience, it takes a good six months for a brand new website to start getting some traction on Google and the organic rankings. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it does take time. I mean, you know, four to six, four to six months is pretty average. Really? Yeah. I don't know. It's been so long since I started my website. I don't remember. <laughs> but you have to understand back when I started mine, well, I mean, it, that was like, you know, a hundred years ago, it seems like, and yeah, in technology time. Yeah, well, one of the things about yours, you know, and you didn't hook up with Cleverify. I mean, we've been working with you for about two years now, I think. Uh, a little over two, two years. years. July, July of uh, 
July, we made our anniversary for two years. I guess. Or, okay. Yeah. No, I didn't I hire you during COVID. I hired you in, in 19. So what, we on three years? Yeah. Happy anniversary, man. Yeah, man. So, so yeah, Ju- July, <laughs> July of 2019. So, um, and then yeah, prior, well, so, but then prior to that, I started yeah. my website like in 18 or something and yeah. I didn't have an online form. I didn't have right. my salesman. So I didn't know if it was working for me or not. It's like, oh yeah, I got one of those. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when, when we hooked up with you, I remember specifically I had a list, a laundry list of things that we needed to improve on your website. Yeah. I, I probably still have it somewhere because uh, it needs to be framed and put in your office. But uh, <laughs> That would be awesome. <laughs> but, you know, your website definitely needed improvement. You know, there was some some foundational SEO issues on your website um, that had to be changed. And did your website have any traction on, you know, Google organic ranking? No, it didn't. And not much. It did have some, but it didn't have much. But after we took it over, CleverFox and did the improvements, we relaunched your site. It is probably hard for us to both remember exactly how that went down, but I mean, well, I do, I do know this. I had a Google listing and you were like, Hey man, there's a lot of things we can do to this Google listing that you're not doing, like doing those updates. I wasn't adding pictures like I should have. Uh, I wasn't responding to reviews. Um, I didn't have frequently asked questions on there. Um, I didn't have, uh, different types of products. So now my Google listings maxed out. I'm constantly making updates. I'm constantly adding photos. I respond to every review, and and I work it, man. I work it, yeah. and you can go look at your numbers and be and you can see when you lax on working that Google listing, your numbers of impressions go down. Yes. Yeah. So some people, I you know, and I've heard some people in my industry actually you know, diss the Google listing and say, ah, don't worry about that. Yeah, you can get one. It's vital. It really is. And once you get it, it definitely, you know, and you work it like you're talking about, it definitely gets you where you need to go and it will get you in front of the right people that are searching for your service in their area. So I feel like it's a vital piece. Matter of fact, I tell people all the time, it's more important than your website. Yeah. Um, I'm looking at my notes right here on my phone, and uh, it was July of 7th, 2020 was our meeting. So I thought it was 19. Hmm. So uh, anyway, um, yeah, so it's only been about two and a half years, man, July, August, September, two two years and three months. And it's it's been a huge, uh, a huge thing really has google gotcha. listing but um so basically in a perfect world it should take about two weeks for your google listing to be up and running right i mean yeah in a perfect world because in a perfect world once you, once you request that postcard they give you they say give five to seven days for to get the postcard so then you know you have to wait let's say wait a week then you enter that stuff in uh, enter your code in the listing and you can go pending, you know, for a couple of days or so. Uh, and lately the postcards have been 
very delayed if they show up at all. Wow. So, um, and then if you get suspended, you got to go through that whole pony show, right? Yeah. Yeah. If you get suspended, the first thing you have to do is you have to go into your, um, into Google and request what they call a reinstatement form. You have Uh to fill that out. And usually with that, you have to supply proof of your business. So what that they want at least one form of proof. And what that looks like is usually they suggest that you send uh, a copy of your business registration with the secretary of state uh, that shows your exact business name and address exactly like you have it set up in Google business. Uh And, and, uh, or you can also send uh, as proof, you can send a utility bill with your business name, exactly like it is on the business listing and the address exactly like it is on the business listing. Um, we always, when we do those, uh, reinstatement forms, we actually, we try to get our clients to give us both, you know, forms of any kind of proof that we can of the business listing. And we try to submit at least two forms of proof. Google says they only require one, but I find that, you know, the more proof we can give them, the better, but, Lately, they've actually been doing something a little bit different. They've actually, man, they've actually started requesting uh, video verification. Wow. So what do you mean? Like I can just go take a video, just go walk around and video somebody else's fence place and say, hey, here we are. <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, you would think with Google, with, with, with Google, they could just drop down to the street view and go, all right, this is not, you know. And that's exactly what they're trying to do. They want to drop down the street view, but they want to do a live. Most of the time, it's a live video call with you and someone from Google, and they want to want you to walk them walk them through your business doors, show them your shop, show them your tools, show them the street from the street view. They want to see the sign that you have for your business to make sure that you're an established business. Huh. Wow. That's, so, that's pretty intense. So Google's uh, cracking down on these uh, addresses, huh? Yeah, they really are cracking down on the addresses. Um, you know, and I, and, I, and I try to advise people, you know, if you are in a residential situation where you don't have a commercial address, then, you know, you may be better off just following the Google guidelines, which is to set up your Google business listing with your address private and show your proximity area, your service area, um, rather than showing your listing. Now, you're never going to get the same amount of of uh, ranking as a physical address, but until you're ready to have a brick and mortar, you might have to follow the rules of the guidelines and just use a hidden address with the service area. Well, not only that, man, um, you know, you could do that in a city that, you know, like we, we're talking about spreading to a couple different uh, cities. And if you can get an address in that city and do the proximity deal, at least you're going to start showing up on the map package, the map pack, whatever it's called. Um, right. You might not be up, up at the top, but like me, I've got over 300 five-star reviews or whatever it is. So um, people are going to see that even though I'm not at the top. They're going to be like, oh, wait a second, look at this guy. Because you know they're going to scroll through those first few. 
Well, that's the other thing, too, you have to remember. When you do a brand new Google oh. business listing, you, you don't get to carry over your reviews. That's right. Damn it. <laughs> but that's where you know, <laughs> something like something like BizRater would be able to help you uh, because we can actually direct reviews to your specific listing. Oh, really? Business. So, yeah. so when we decide to do what we spoke about, um, going to this other city and getting a Google listing, then I can send a different link for that city's reviews to get them done. Correct. Huh. Yes. Yeah, that would be awesome, man. Yeah. Yeah. So that would be great. Hey, I'm you, learning all kinds of you, stuff today. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so once you start once you set up that new business listing, man, you 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 are starting over at that particular location. So you do need to build up your reviews in that in that area on that listing in order to strengthen it and you know, do the same type of optimization that you're doing in the other places. Um, you know, a lot of people don't know this, but actually we still follow the the way we've always done this, which is with geotag images. You know, geotagged images, we like to say, you know, those are the best things you can do to add to your your Google business listing. Um, and a lot of people don't know this, but, you know, if you're taking those pictures on your phone, your phone is actually geotagging it for you. So if you're standing in a city at some at a home, let's say uh, in Covington, Louisiana, and you take a picture of a fence in Covington, Louisiana, Google knows that that image is there because of the geotag that your phone automatically put on there, the latitude and longitude. Um, you can directly from your phone directly add that to your Google business listing and Google will know that that's actually uh, that fence is is in Covington. Now, let me ask you this. So I'm my guys use company cam and I steal photos off a of company cam. I download it. I use their little save to device button. Mm-hmm. And then I take that photo and I'll crop it. And sometimes I run it through this little app that I use to. You know, if it's a little blurry or they got shot, you know, all that crap, right? And then I post it on Google. Does it get that? Um, does it get that? Does it pick up that uh, geotag? Probably. So what's been reported lately is that the XMF, uh, basically that's the metadata. Uh-huh. The The metadata on that photo gets stripped when you add it to when you modify the photo. So if you bring in that photo from company cam, company cam probably does have a geotag in there. If I'm uh, not mistaken, yeah. they have a geotag on the image. But when you bring that photo into a photo software and you manipulate, manipulate the photos, you're probably losing that. All right. Well, we need to put that on my list in Monday.com, which is the CRM that Benji uses. Um, Anyway, I need to put that on my list for you to check some of my latest photos and see if it's stripping them of it. Because if it is, I'm going to quit doing that. Well, Google's been stripping some, some regardless, uh, but they're putting they're they're telling us as Google partners, they're telling us that they're they're ignoring the geotags because people were like abusing it. Um, but the truth of the matter is, the geotags are still on the photos. The data is still there. Google says they don't pay attention to it, but we actually have, in our experience, we've we've seen, you know, information contradict that. Okay. Okay. So. 
Well, cool, man. So, um, what else? What else does uh, what else does Google do? Because um, they uh, they like to play their own game, man. Yeah, they they, they really do. So, um, you know, and like I was handing about earlier about the the SEO, you know, that's one of the things that they play the biggest game on because um, the reaction time when you make changes still takes time. Just like you're, you were talking earlier about your, your Google ads. You know, when you make a change on a Google ad, it could take a week for the algorithm to learn. Well, there's people out there with misinformation that think that they need to optimize their Google ads every week. Well, think about that. If you're optimizing your ad this week and then in seven days you're optimizing again, all you're doing is trying to you're you're resetting your algorithm to try to relearn everything all over again every seven days. And it takes up to seven days. So you're basically teaching your algorithm nothing. So we recommend once a month doing a ad optimization. So looking at your ads and, and making adjustments to your, your keywords, adding in negative keywords, um, you know, checking your locations, do a competitive uh, check across section in your area and see what your competitors are doing. And, and if there's anything that they're doing that you're showing up better or, you know, for, you know, certain keywords or whatever, you can adjust your budget, you know, accordingly yeah. or adjust adjust your plan i learned a lot about google man uh i never really messed with it but when um when ron came in he was like hey you need to get on top of this you need to know what's going on you can't just trust anybody you have to look at it you know he goes you don't trust somebody else to balance your checkbook do you i said no he goes well google ads is your checkbook it's gonna affect it so you need right. to uh, you need to be on top of it. So I got I got with you. You started teaching me some things. Brian taught me some things. So now I can get on there and be like, "Whoa, hey, this is this." Boom, boom, boom. Mm -hmm. I can I can start figuring it out. I don't mess with it. I let you mm -hmm. do all that. But I tell you what I want to do, or what I do like, and what I don't like that I'm seeing. Sure. Yeah. No. And that's the, usually the way it works, Dan. With with all of our clients. Um, you know, some clients don't want to get in there and don't want to mess with it, don't want to, you know, really, you know, tweak it and turn things up. Um, but, you know, most of our clients are, you know, somewhat savvy with that stuff and they don't mind going in there and taking a look. And just, you know, even if you're not making changes in there, of course, I, I, I don't recommend you go in there and make a bunch of changes. But if you go in there and you have questions, those are things that you can definitely come to us and, you know, our team with. And myself or Manny or, or one of us will be able to help you with that. But, you know, making the changes in there is important. It's, you know, talking about the frequency of the changes. You have to be really careful about that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I know, so um, we were talking about websites, man. And uh, I know we put a form on my website. Remember we took it off? I called you up. Yeah. I take all the forms off. Yeah. I stripped everything yeah. off the website when the hurricane hit. Yeah. Well, um, we we re-implemented the form. Yeah. And it took a little while for that form. We had some trickle in. Now we get a bunch, you yeah. know. But just something right. minor like that that you do to your website kind of shakes yeah. it up it, a little bit. Yeah, you can actually – I mean, you – 
you want to make changes. You want to grow things. You want to change things. Um, you drove me nuts with that form, to be honest with you, man. <laughs> I don't know if you remember, but I, I was trying to fight you for it. I was like, man, you don't want to do it. Why? Why do you want to do that? Uh, it was the hurricane, man. All, I was yeah, going to have a whole bunch of people saying, a tree fell through my fence. Come fix it. Right, right, <laughs> and I didn't right. want to have to call them back. Yeah. You know, I wanted yeah. them to go through my business model, which was we didn't answer the phone for like three or four months. Yeah. With the storm but hit. I think- yeah. September, October, November. Yeah, I think it was January. It was four months we didn't answer the phone for a new customer. We right. did everything by text. Yeah. And I think – you know, that type of uh, devastation, <clears throat> you know, the South really, you know, has, uh, you know, Florida just recently went through the hurricane. And <clears throat> there's a lot to be said with uh, with how to operate, you know, during those times. And, yeah, turning the forms off. But we have to remember to turn those turn those bad boys back on. I know. <laughs> <laughs> That's oh, man. Yeah, I didn't even think about it, and then you were just doing what I said to do, you know? So you're like, all right, he doesn't want it on. <laughs> and yeah. Ron was like, you don't have a form? And I'm like, oh, shit, I turned it off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, well, and not man, everybody, you know, the, the My Salesman tool is great, you know? Uh, but some people, you know, whether they're computer or whatever, they just, you know, they'll, they're rather name, email, and, you know, what I need help with my fence. You know, and that's what they want to send you. So you have to kind of think about, you know, what your what your audience is going to be comfortable with, you know, and, and what they can do. The My Salesman tool is an awesome tool, though. That's our go to tool. We tell every every one of our clients to use the My Salesman tool because it just, you know, weed out the tire kickers, you know, and uh, it's a great tool, man. Yeah, we pick up a lot from uh, My Salesman off the website. And that's the other thing, having having my salesman embedded in your website like that. Yeah. Now you're using your website, you're sending people to it, and Google sees, and they measure how long they stay on your site. Now, granted, being that the my salesman is embedded in the site, you're really leaving your site, so you're not getting time for that, are you? Because you because you've left the site. Actually, you don't leave the site. Oh, so, you no, you both are actually getting benefits. My salesman's getting the benefit and uh, Fence King's getting the benefit. Because okay. they're, yeah, they're basically, they're staying on your site, but there's an iframe that's happening. Uh, it's, it's, ca- it's called an iframe. It's just a window inside of, a, uh, inside of your website where it's showing the My Salesman tool. That's how we embed it. And so the entire time they're working on that My Salesman tool, our our analytics can't say what they're doing inside of that window because the actions they're taking inside that window are happening on the my salesman server. Uh-huh. However, we can say that they are on your page and they haven't left your page. Okay, so, so the clock's ticking. Yeah, clock's ticking, man. So, nice. Yeah. So and that's you know my salesman tool is great for that. Uh, any type of you know. Uh, Thing that you can do that's interactive even our little sliders that we do on most of our clients they you know, the the user will go there and we run something called hot jar on most of our client sites after they reach a certain level in seo we start running algorithms that check randomly and anonymously check and record screen views so we can actually see people's actions 
grabbing the tool to show that before and after shot and they just kind of swipe left and right left and right just to see it and you can it's weird man you can see people that just get amazed by it well you know that's funny because um we have now the uh we're an affiliate with a sign company for the yard signs so i'm talking to the guy and uh he said something and i'm like well yeah go to go to myfencelife.com you can see the uh, the website because they're going to make a page, a landing page, just for us and have it branded My Fence Life. It's going to be pretty cool, man. Anyway, um, I was like, man, you want to see a really cool website? Go to, you know, fencesyard.com. <laughs> he pulled it up and he's like, oh, wow, wow. And he scrolled and he's like, oh. And he does this. He's flipping the little thing back and forth. I'm watching him. I was like, you like that, huh? He's like, yeah, that's kind of cool, man. <laughs> yeah. So it's funny yeah. you said that. I mean, this happened last week. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, those man. Sen- those send signals, Dan, that all sends signals to Google that something is on that page that's that's catching the user's attention and it's engaging. Whether it's the My Salesman tool or it's the before and after sliders, there's things on that page that's, and it's sending a signal to Google that that's that's important and some people like it. Sweet. Well, man, I'm uh I'm ready to go home, bro. I hear you, man. So I will I'll, I'll let you go, man. I just wanted to check with you and talk to you about a little bit about the delays and stuff that we were going through with uh or that you were talking about you had with the, the reporting and stuff like that. I'm glad things are are rolling for you, man. I I looked at that report and looks like everything's on the increase. It's awesome. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is, man. And I'm glad you uh, hit me up to school me a little bit more on this Google. I knew, I knew there was issues. I just didn't realize how it uh, affected everything so um, easily. You know? Yeah. One little thing. It's like Google freaks out. You know? Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. So, all right, bro. I will talk to you later, man. Uh, I guess I'll see you on our annual Wednesday Zoom for My Fence Life. Absolutely, man. All right, buddy. I'll talk to you later. I'm going to get home. All right, man. All right, man. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the My Fence Life podcast. And a special shout out to our sponsors, Southwest Automated Security, our flagship sponsor, and your one-stop shop for gate operators, access control, and video surveillance. Expert Stain and Seal. RealGoodStain.com. Job Nimbus, the best contractor software this side of the Mississippi. Rachel with My Salesman, the lead qualifying software. No, before you go. D&D Technologies, the world's largest and most trusted gate hardware manufacturer and home of the industrial metal Shut It Badass Hitch. And Benji with CleverFox.online. Helping businesses digitally outfox the competition. We invite you to leave us a review. Your five-star ratings and reviews help spread the word to others in our industry. You can connect with Dan and Cannon on Instagram and Facebook at My Fence Life. The concepts and methods discussed are just the perspective of Dan, Cannon, and their guests. We hope these ideas inspire you to go out there and crush it in your own business. I'm Mr. Producer, reminding you to click follow on your podcast app to receive notifications of future episodes of My Fence Life. 